Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please. Welcome to Rex Sykes Movie Beat, conversations with filmmakers where we discuss everything film and television. Here on Movie Beat, you'll learn what to do and what not to do when it comes to making movies and TV. We will talk to everyone behind the camera and in front of the camera, and I'll provide you with guests and information you're going to want to have, whether you're a filmmaker or a fan. So now let's move behind the scenes here at Movie Beat. I want to welcome my guest today, Danielle Eskenazi, a commercial casting director in Los Angeles. We'll be talking about how actors can be more successful in their career and what they need to know about the casting process. This actually is part two, so if you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to it, uh, but you'll, you'll be glad that you're here now. Uh, the chat room is open, so if you have any questions, feel free to ask them of my guest, and, uh, and certainly if you're listening, uh, go ahead and join us in the chat room. I want to thank everyone, my guests and my listeners and my readers, for joining us at Movie Beat. The official website is R-E-X-S-I-K-E-S. That's my name, RexSykes.com. Movie Beat is really designed to be a resource for you, and that's why I connect you up with professionals who are making it happen. Now, you can subscribe to the official website, and the reason you want to do that is because the website changes. There's new articles, new cast and crew, new hot news, new events, networking, um, things that are going on, new interviews, and as it changes, you'll always be updated if you subscribe using that RSS feed button right there on the welcome page. Now, keep in mind, if you are listening to this live, right where you are, you can go ahead and make us a friend, you can make us a fan, you can leave comments, and you can chat with us in the chat room. So uh, that's the advantage of listening live. If you're listening archived, uh, you can listen anytime, 24-7, from the interviews blog at RexSykes.com. Ignore the date that shows up on the different interview blogs. It has nothing to do with uh, the date of when the broadcast actually occurs especially if you're listening to it after the fact. So don't even worry about that. But go ahead. You can use that link right there at the interviews blog to listen live. You can use that link to listen archived 24-7. You just click on the name of the guest that you want to hear about. If, if inside their bio page it says upcoming, it hasn't occurred yet. And if it says to listen live, or then go ahead and listen to it. If it says to listen to this, click the bolded link, then go ahead and click it, and you'll get uh, the opportunity to listen archived. There are over 110 great interviews there, right there on the website, so go ahead and listen to them all. Also, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat at iTunes. It's absolutely free. You'll get all of the interviews, each and every one of them, as they occur. And when you're at iTunes, please go ahead and rate and review the show. When you rate and review, when you leave comments, it helps further uh, our reach. It helps us reach other people because it makes the show more popular. It, it allows it to show up in more of the search engines. Uh, and, and in the iTunes store itself, so please go ahead and do that, and because uh, uh, that helps us out. You know, as I said, it's a resource designed for you. It's free, so please help us spread it to others. And one of the ways you can do that is by joining the Rex Sykes Movie Beat uh, Facebook fan page. It's called Rex Sykes Movie Beat Friends or the group, and um, and also by following us and retweeting us at Twitter. It's Rex Sykes Movie BT. Rex Sykes Movie. 
BT, that last word is abbreviated. Uh, before I bring my guest on, I have just a couple of announcements. The art and craft of the director of the three-day film workshop, May 14th through the 16th, uh, with Peter Marshall. Peter has run our uh, first AD series and our director series here on on uh, Movie Beat. So uh, check that out at the Hot and Fun blog, uh, especially if you're interested in um, in uh, being a better director. And that occurs in Vancouver, Canada. The V-Pipe screenplay pitch contest by way of Facebook uh, is still going on. Its deadline is over on April 15th, so be sure uh, to check that out. Again, Hot and Fun blog uh, on RexSykes.com. And uh, both of those uh, pages will take you to their uh, official websites as well. I want to say that the um, Firestarter Films was fantastic. If you're in the Milwaukee area and you missed it, you missed an incredible time. Uh, the next one coming up will be in May. Uh, you can join uh, these Facebook groups by clicking on the links at my website on Facebook or my profile page, but also on my profile page. If you're a Wisconsin listener or a filmmaker or a resident, please go ahead and join the cause. Wisconsin Film Jobs Keep Wisconsin Film Friendly. Go ahead and join that because uh, uh, we've got a lot of work to do to, to continue to make movies here and to bring movies in. Also, if you go to Rex's Rants, I did a recent PBS interview, um, and it's there on Rex's Rants. I think it's the lead blog for now. It says Movie Beat Rex X Talks Movies and Incentives PBS is the headline. So check that out, and you'll find out why we want you to join Wisconsin Film um, Jobs. All right, so without any further ado, let me bring on my guest this morning. She's been here before. Her name is Danielle Eskenazi. She's been casting for 20 years. Uh, we've discussed, you know, kind of what she's looked for in an actor in a role in TV versus a commercial and when actors audition, what makes them stand out and how much preparation they need and what directors look for and how important is the slate and should they take classes and what about their 8x10s. So we're going to further that discussion. She started casting as a casting assistant for Arisa Brandman uh, and, and Billy Hopkins, who did uh, a close range, and Vicki Thomas did Nancy, and Amy, Amanda, sorry, Mackie, uh, who did a league, a league of Their Own. So uh, she was later offered her own film called Night Train to Kathmandu, during which she discovered Mila Jolovich, who was 13 years old at the time. After that, she cast a film called Cool Blue, starring Woody Harrelson and giving Hank, Azer Hank Azaria his first break. So she's she's been in the business uh, uh, a long time. She knows what she's talking about. We're happy to have her here today. Hello. Danielle, you there? How you yes, doing? Yes, I'm here. I was uh, just listening to all those things about me. I was so impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's impressive. <laughs> so you should be. Well, Thanks for having great. me back, by the way. Oh, I'm glad. I'm great time glad. last time. Oh, me too, me too. And um, and how are things since that last time? Everything's good. Still working, which is <laughs> which is great in this economy. So I'm very happy. Um, just did a um, a Dan and yogurt for with Heidi Klum, and uh, did a a Burger King commercial and a Crest commercial, which uh, teeth were very important in that in that one. We had to make sure that everybody had white teeth and straight teeth. Uh huh. <laughs> so that Do was interesting. Do you check them like horses? Huh? I'm that sorry, was a, uh, actually interesting shooting that on the slate. <laughs> uh, well, I bet. I mean, but do you have to? Do you have to get in there and look at their teeth close up? Like yeah, I, w I was a dentist that day, basically. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, we had to do real close-ups on their teeth and um, make sure that their, you know, their teeth were white and 
their teeth were straight. Wow. So, and then the acting came second. <laughs> so sadly, sadly, you know, <laughs> the truth be told, these actors already have white teeth when they're in the commercials. Yeah. 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 And they're already. Did I give something away? Well, no, yeah, no. that's because they use Crest. Yes, well, there you go. See, they're going to get a blurb in there. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I mean, because that's, that's, you know, an important part of the process is, is you know, when a casting call comes in, uh, you may be looking for very specific things. And I suppose if, if the agent has a handle on it, then they submit people who fit that need. And if they don't, yeah, you, you know, it's funny. quite it's- ready. Right, exactly, and a few of them kind of slip by. You know, sometimes agents don't see their actors for a while, so it's always good to really check in with your uh, agent just to see where you, you know, if you gained weight, lost weight, or, you know, something different happened to you, or, you know, different hair, different hair color. So I always think, I always tell agents to check in with their clients, you know, every six months, just to have a little meeting with them. Well, let me ask you about that, because people do go up and down in weight where they do change their hair color or length. Um, uh, how critical is that? I mean, nowadays, you know, headshots are in color where they used to be in black and white. And, and you know, I mean, what um, – so somebody puts on 30 pounds in six months, and mm-hmm. they aren't exact – I mean, you, uh, people can't afford to get their pictures taken and, and reproduced all the time. I, I suppose now it's easier with digital cameras and online stuff than it was when you had to go to a photographer and get a headshot and then go to Anderson Graphics or something and print up, you know, thousands of composites or head, you know photographs. But um, it's it's really, 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 really important because. Okay, well, what I what I get, uh, I, I I do this. I don't know if we even covered this last time, but I do this thing called LA casting, where um, you know everything is through. Uh, I don't ever get paper eight by tens anymore. Everything right. is through the computer. I think I think we we talked about that, and um, you just have to keep your picture updated, like seriously, because um, if I call you in for a specific role and it was like a picture of like four or five years ago and you come in and you look completely different, it, it's not going to fit the part. It's just, you know, I looked at that picture from three years ago and you had blonde hair and you were really thin. Now you have dark hair and you've gained 60 pounds. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it, it doesn't help anybody. So I can't even put you on tape. So it's just a waste of everybody's time. So you just really, it's so important to keep it updated. And usually when we, um, when I look at the thumbnails, because I get these little tiny thumbnails, uh-huh. Um, and you can actually put three or four or five pictures up of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, some people put 12, and on the eighth one, I'm already saying no. So I would just minimize it and just put three or four pictures up of the most recent pictures, uh-huh. and you'll get called in much quicker that way. Because so something might, might be askew on the fifth one, you know what I mean? And it's like, nah, it's not right. So sometimes what you're, I guess what you're saying is sometimes less is more. You know, get the pictures that exactly. represent you because if you have too many, you're more likely to lose you out. You sabotage yourself. I'm sorry, you sabotage yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's um, again, that's a, that's important to know. I mean, because I, you know, some people I think think, well, if I just throw everything up there, they'll find something that they like. Yeah. But, I mean, and we don't have time to look at, you know, 15 um, uh, pictures with, four different color hair. Right. You know what I mean? It just tell us what hair color you have now 
and you know we'll go by that. You know, it's it's confusing sometimes for us. And so the truth be told, I mean, whether it's uh, you know a feature or a television, but but we're especially talking commercials today, that you are really looking at the picture for a type, and so. You know, you look at this person, they fit the part, that's great, and if when they come in they don't look like why you called them in, then right. again they've shot themselves in the foot. Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. do you ever, I mean, I, I don't want, I mean, are there ever exceptions to that rule? I mean, or should we just say, don't make sure your headshot is, because we leave too big of a window open if we Exceptions in what way? Like, well, I mean, have you, ever, have you ever looked at somebody, you know, and they've come in, they've had like 40 pounds on them, and you went, you know what? I actually like this better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends if it's a comedy role. I mean, if it's a beauty role, it's not going to work. But if uh-huh. it's a comedy role, um, totally. I mean, I'm open to anything. You know what I mean? That's that's why the director kind of hires me, is because of you know uh, all the casting directors have different eyes. You know, sure. or I <laughs> should I say, and right. um, you know. Different tastes, and they like what you do. So you know, I'm pretty open, and um, you know, it makes it more interesting actually for the director. But as a rule of thumb, look like your picture, please, and have fewer pictures than yeah otherwise. And so, what do you look for in their eight by tens? What what do you what are you hoping to see, or what do you what are you actually looking for that that uh, uh, gets someone a call in versus not? Well, you know, we get the specific breakdown and specs from the director and the client. So we know specifically what we're looking for when we go in there and we put out the breakdown, and then we get the picture submitted. So um, to me, the eyes are really, really important. I think we we might have touched on that last time. But to me, the eyes are really important, and um, and you could just tell through so much through the eyes, you know. Well, important in what way, though? I mean... Uh, their confidence, um, the way they look into the camera, their, uh, you know, I don't know what it is. It's, you know, some casting directors look at the whole picture. I look at the eyes. It's it's just a thing that I have. Mm-hmm. I, it's so hard to explain, but um, but that's what gets it for me. Well, I, you know, I I agree with you in that, you know, if you look at enough photos, and I don't know that actors do, but I, but if you if you ever have the opportunity to be in casting, or or now you can go on the internet, but and you can look at all these actor photos. If you look at like a lot of the celebrity headshots, not not their well, you could even compare the early ones to to when they've made it. But but there there is something generally that I notice that is different about someone who's photographed a lot and is confident in front of the camera and knows what they're doing versus someone who isn't. And you could you can you, you can, can read I know. the photo. Yeah, totally. I know. And it just captures you. You know, I mean, think that I, that on a sheet of uh of um the the on the computer there's a I I see them in hundreds. So, I see 100 people looking uh, you know, sub- being submitted for the same part. There's going to be something that's just going to pop out for you. You know, I think even anybody who's even not a casting director, there's there's something that's going to be, you know, something in their eyes that's going to be drawn to you, and those are the people that I usually pick. It just it feels right, and and you know, it's it's sort of an essence that they have. 
And so they should have something going on. I mean, in other words, when, they, when, when they're standing in front of the photographer, they should think something. They should yeah, feel something. They exactly. should emote something so that their eyes portray that as opposed to just standing there and smiling right. and having the photographer click a picture. You know, that's, again, an excellent point. Uh, Brian Krause, uh, the actor from Leo from Charmed, and I had a conversation similar to this on uh, an interview that we did. And so did Kenny Johnson, who who's, was on The Shield and Saving Grace and, and uh, many more shows. Um, and I'll, I'll, Brian and I talked about knowing your type, particularly Brian's type is a leading man, you know, as opposed to something else. And he's, he's got a more rugged look now as he ages too than than when he was younger. And and uh, you know, and we talked about how important it is for the actor to know their type. And Kenny and I joked because Kenny and I both said, you know, we were in bars when we were teenagers playing James Dean. Well, when when it was appropriate to be in bars. We were in bars, you know, <laughs> acting like James Dean. If not, we were in high school doing the same thing. And I look back on my on the headshots that I had that I thought were James Dean esque that I was mm-hmm. that the agents would send out for me. I, I can't believe that some of them didn't say, you know, you're you're full of crap, Rex. You you need to take other pictures. But sometimes they would they would use these, and I'd go, I'm not booking any auditions. But I because they weren't they weren't James Dean. They weren't the type that I am or that I was. They didn't reflect me in any particularly great light so you know i can't um stress how important this actually is for actors to understand who they are what they what type they are yeah exactly and and it's important to get a photographer that that suits you you know what i mean it's important to get someone that gets you and Uh they could play on that are you seeing a lot of people i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off that's okay are you seeing a lot of people who just grab a digital camera now and go? They go with a friend. They take their headshot off of it. You know, if they have uh, agents, not so much because I don't think their agents would let them get away with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there was a actually <laughs> there was a girl that took a picture on her iPhone and um, submitted it to LA Casting, and it was up for a while. And I called up Rachel and I said, "What is that? It was just so insane looking." Um, wow. But um, yeah, it it didn't work for her. But yeah, just getting a, a really good photographer who gets you and and knows how to you know the good lighting and the whole thing is just so important. And a lot of people um, don't don't you know pay the money for that. And you know it's your career. It's an investment. So you really it's it's really important to invest in that. I, it, it reminds me of a friend of mine who went up for the movie The Lone Ranger, which was a remake in the maybe late 70s, early 80s, and all sorts of controversy about the original actor, Clayton Moore, who played The Lone Ranger in this movie, and uh, came and went. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've seen it since the day it opened. Uh, but a friend of mine went up for the lead in that, and they asked if he had a photo, and he said, yeah, sure, and he pulled a photo out of his wallet with him and his beach, him in the, on the beach with his dogs. Oh, that's cute, though. <laughs> it was cute, but he didn't get—he didn't book it. But he didn't uh, book it. <laughs> not even a callback. But <laughs> but uh, that was his his way of thinking. You know, I'll just go in there. And, and then uh, they asked for a resume, and he opened up a crumpled piece of paper. So he yeah, yeah, it. probably did. I don't. I, and I don't think he had ever done anything at that time. He was just trying to get into the business. That's but funny. No one, no one had had bothered to tell him to make sure he had a picture and a resume. Um. Now I know one of the things that we I don't think we talked about, but uh, you know because we talked about like what the directors were looking for. We're not talking about their photos. Um, well, let's let's go to resumes for a second. How important are the previous credits to you, or the type of credits that they have? 
Um, I think they're, well, of course, they're very important because it just shows what you've been doing, you know, uh, and how serious you are about um, acting. Um, and I, I always tell people to put all the workshops, all the training they have. I think if you don't have a lot on your uh, resume, um, you should really show show the casting directors that you're very serious about what you do and, and just, you know, list the teachers, list what kind of um, workshops they were or what kind of acting classes they were. I think that's really important. Um, and, you know, I mean, whatever you've done, not, you know, uh, don't put a million things you've done in college, but, you know, all that stuff is important of where, you're t- where you've, you've trained. Um, and, you know, your skills. Um, that's good too. For commercially, skills are really important. In what way? Well, if we're doing a thing where someone's diving off a 10-meter board and you say, I could dive off a 10-meter board in your skills, we're going to call you in and uh, we're going to put you in front of that board. <laughs> and if you can't do it, you're in trouble. Yeah. So uh, it's really important just to put really what you could do. You know, If you're a great tennis player, put that down, not a semi great like you play three times because in commercials we actually do rent out spaces Uh uh, and we need to see that you could actually do that because so many people in the past when we didn't do that and i always encourage the the producers to um to rent out spaces when we're auditioning people um one was it was a motorcycle commercial it was for a motorcycle i can't remember what it was um, for Harley or something, and you know, one guy came in and he was like all rugged and stuff, and he had his helmet. And I'm like, oh great, so you ride, you know, a motorcycle? He's like, oh yeah, I've been riding him for years and years and years. Well, we get on the set, and he cannot ride a bike. <laughs> it's insane. I know. He, he, he it, it, everybody kind of like, you know, they they look at the casting director like. What the hell is going on? We have like a million dollar set here, and this guy can't ride a bike. Wow! So we we had a kind of scramble on that one. Well, and and to the actors who listen in, you know, you don't do yourselves any favors if you burn a bridge by lying. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, I, I can, I mean, I, even to parents who have kids, like my kids with their agent right now, uh, we were going through the skill sets, and my son, who's just now starting to skateboard and snowboard and things like that, was like, well, put me down as a skateboarder and snowboarder, and I'm like, well, you're just beginning, he goes, yeah, but I can do it. I said, look, you, you know, you're very, you're very good at Taekwondo, so we'll put Taekwondo down, but when you're good at skateboarding, then we'll put the skateboarding down, but right now, as you're learning, you know, if they want, you know, unless they want somebody who's learning to skateboard, it's... <laughs> You know, right. Uh, so, and he got it finally. You know, he was like, "Oh, okay." You know, I, you know, there are things I can do and things I can't exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah, and the things that you do well, you'll, you know, it's great. People will, you know, it, it just makes it so much easier, and and no one gets embarrassed. Um, I, one time I was casting a film, and I had this girl came in, and uh, I was interviewing her, and I looked at her resume, and I noticed she had put down a film that I cast. And I don't remember ever hiring her. Uh-huh. And that was a little bit of an uncomfortable situation because I said, that's so funny, I cast this film, what did you play? And she sunk into the chair and uh-huh. wanted to squirm out of my office. Uh-huh. Um, and so it was a lesson for her. I mean, you know, I said, well, it's, it's totally cool, but just never lie on your resume because you never know. No, and, and nowadays, I mean, I mean, that goes, I guess, for any business because nowadays, I mean, it's it's... 
so easily searchable. Right. So easily proved. But I should ask you because, for example, e- even with me, I, I got a ton of movies that ne- have never made it to IMDb. Um, some are there, some aren't there. Some I have footage for, some I don't have any. I mean, I lost tons of stuff in a flood years ago, and um, and so you know, I might list these things, but you know, companies are defunct. They're gone. They haven't appeared anywhere in a long time. I sh- when it comes to credits and things like that, they, if they're legitimate credits, but they're not recognizable credits do you encourage people to use them or not yeah use? yeah you worked on that film and you had a part and you had a character yeah absolutely that's that 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 was a job that you did okay i mean because because there are i think we i don't know if we talked about this but the idea of there are people in the midwest who are doing uh features in the midwest or shorts or they're working on projects but they're not getting maybe they, they haven't been released or they haven't been uh, released large, maybe they've played festivals, maybe they haven't, you know, should they include these kinds of credits? Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they could... Uh, yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say just especially if they've got footage of it. That you know. They oh, absolutely, it. yeah. I mean, and reels are really, really important as well, just to sort of cut something together. Because what it is is we just want to see you, uh, what you look like on film, too. How you now, move. speaking of that, so should uh, somebody coming to a commercial casting director bring a theatrical reel or well what happens on LA casting is now they have your your little thumbnail and on the side there is a uh, a, a, an icon that's sort of a I think it's a camera and you click that on and I could see your reel so you don't have to actually bring me a a DVD so I you know you you could post it I think it's like I don't know how much it's you know Whatever the cost. Yeah, but it's worth it. Uh, we, I mean, you know, we don't have a lot of time to look at everybody's reel because we're not doing theatrical. We're doing commercial. Right. And, you know, the turnover is so quick. But once in a while, I like to click it on and just see what they really look like if they have, like, you know, as I said, 15 pictures up. Um, so sometimes I do that. And I think it's important for even, you know, commercial actors to have that up. Well, if they I, – I, I guess – uh, you know, if they've done a lot of commercials or a few commercials, you know, they could certainly put, you know, a reel of their commercial work. What yeah. about like what about like workshop tape or plays or something like? Can they can they no, not put so themselves much. in front of a camera and, and do a mock commercial for you or you know and have that as a reel or you just want to see what they've actually yeah what they've done what they've actually worked because um, for actors to direct themselves if they're green could, could uh-huh. be a little frightening. <laughs> It's not a great combination, um, but uh, if you have like a commercial that you did or you know anything that you did, even small, so we could see you uh, in movement and you know talking, that's that's great. I think. Oh, that's, that's very good. cool. That's very cool. I'm enjoying this. I, I think I think actually we're covering a lot of good tips and suggestions for the actors. I'm going to take a short break now. Uh, we're almost at that time, and then um, you know, we'll come back and continue this in just a second. All right, Daniel. Really. Groovy. Uh, you're listening to RexSykes.com. It's Rex Sykes Movie Beat. That's the official website address. Uh, keep in mind that these interviews are available archived on the website uh, 24-7 as well as at, as podcasts uh, from the iTunes store. This is a free resource for you, so be sure to make use of it. And also help us spread the word by tweeting and retweeting and Facebooking and MySpacing and all that kind of stuff. That always helps out uh, the show, my guests especially, 
and uh, we sure will appreciate it. Uh, upcoming guests are Sam Oster, writer, director, cameraman. He's even coming up live today uh, at 2 p.m. Normally I wouldn't say that. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. I don't normally give the times out on the air because once they're archived, it, it's generally meaningless. But if you're listening now and you want to tune back in in a couple of hours, uh, feel free to uh, do that as well. Uva Bull, producer and director of numerous motion pictures, will be up following him. Uh, John Cowley is the visual effects supervisor for movies like District 9 and uh, Twilight Eclipse. Serenine Bruce is the producer and director. She'll be following Eduardo Ballerini, the actor, uh, is coming back. He's been in Sopranos and No God, No Master, the movie Dinner Rush and more. Nick Mantuso will return. Larry Thomas, the actor from Seinfeld, the soup Nazi. Bob Hercules, documentary film producer, director. Juliet Landau, Drusilla from Angel and Buffy. Uh, is coming back as well. Carlo Petrick is the marketing manager for Marcus Corporation Film, and we're going to talk about film exhibition and, and PR, and Peter Marshall, who I mentioned earlier doing a workshop, is coming up. Sam Whitwer will be coming back. He's the actor from Smallville. He's been here with Sam Oster in, uh, in an earlier interview. He uh, did a movie called The Life of Joe Rich with Sam directing. Ian Igar is a director and author. He's written a book about how to finance your movies. Julie Richardson produced Collateral, and she is uh, one of the people in charge of uh, the V-Pipe uh, screenplay pitch contest by way of Facebook, so she will also be returning, and a whole host more. So uh, that's just uh, some of our lineup coming up uh, for the end of March and the beginning of April. So I know you'll want to tune in and listen. And now we're back with Daniel Eskenazi. Daniel, hey. Daniel, huh? I said hello. <laughs> hello, and we've hello. got Daniel rocks in the <laughs> chat room is is the comment there. So that's absolutely true. Oh, that's sweet. Thanks. Um, is that my one fan? <laughs> <laughs> you got lots of fans on the oh, followers okay. on Twitter and and on Facebook. So, um, I was going to ask and and open up the discussion because we were talking about auditioning before and and. Um, how 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 should they be in the callbacks? They yes. Go ahead. I was it just going to the actors. The actor is lucky enough to have done a, a fine audition. And now they're being called back. So what do they need to know um, for working with you and who's ever else in that office? And well, I'm I'm sure it's a little nerve wracking when they come back because on the first audition, it's you know it's my um, my session director and me. And in callbacks, the room gets a little bit more crowded. You have the director, the producer, and usually five clients who are sitting behind their laptop and working and looking at you. Um, so it's a little nerve-wracking, but you know, as calm as can be, just listen to the director, walk in, do your job, and you know, um, and just be yourself and be natural. Don't do anything cutesy. Um, there was one guy. Sorry, I just put something in my mouth. Uh, there was one guy that came in, and um, you know, I, was, I, I always say hi to the actors in the hallway, and you know, chat with them just to kind of make them feel comfortable. And one guy came in and saw me, and I don't know what happened. He got really nervous and kind of really freaked out, and he wanted to, you know, let the people know that he knew me. And so he um, was like, "Hi, Danielle. Hi." And he ran over to me to shake my hand, and it was everything was in slow motion because I felt so bad for this guy and tripped over a table. Oh my! Clients. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not laughing at him, but it was everything was in slow mo, oh. and um, I was like, oh, how do I save this guy? 
just really just come in, do your work, listen to the director because he's gonna, you know, kind of fine tune what you're what what he wants to see, and 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 just say bye and leave. You don't have to, you know, shake everybody's hand or do anything like that. Well, you know, it's it's an interesting thing, and what you know what I love about being able to talk to you and and the people on my show is that is that uh, you know we get to hear from you and we get to learn that you're a person, you know, and I mean I think that the while in the back of our heads we know that as actors in Hollywood or in New York or wherever they may be, you know, it's it's this kind of wall. There, it's this them and then it's us, you know, and we're trying to book work and they're. They're keeping us from it, or they're the gatekeepers that allow us through, or whatever. And and I think sometimes it's contentious, and sometimes not contentious in both both necessarily both ways. I just mean that people it's it's misperceived. And you know when I when I was younger in Hollywood, I mean I certainly thought you know it was great to have allies as casting directors, and then there's then there were those casting directors who I almost literally loathed because I just thought that they were mean people. And I and I I got to say that now you know, after years I don't necess- I don't know that they weren't, but I certainly don't think that they actually were. I right. think they were professional and they were doing their job. And you know sometimes you make it through their door and sometimes you don't for whatever reasons. But um, having said that, is that people get to find out from from you, they get to listen to you, and they get to to find out that, as as we said in the first show, you know, you're really more on their side than than they could ever begin to imagine, and that Absolutely. usually absolutely, yeah. Pulling. I mean, they they you know, if they make me look good, I make them look good. It's a beautiful love affair, you know. Right. It's really important that they come in, they they're prepared, and they you know know what they're doing, and they leave, and they just forget about it. A lot of actors I know kind of dwell on the last audition if they've just done a bad job, and I say don't dwell on it, just move on. There's there's a million more, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting how. Um, well, I was teaching a, a I don't know if I said this last time I don't remember, but I was teaching a workshop in New York when I was there, and um, we, we I was you know interviewing at the end of the workshop. Uh, actors one by one, and we were just talking about their resume. And, and uh, you know, every time an actor would come in, I'd stand up and, and want to shake their hand. And the looks on their faces were oh, like, right. "What?" And I said, well, "What's the matter?" And they're like, "You're shaking. I've never shaken, shook a casting director's hand before." Right. And I kind of thought that made me a little sad, actually. And I was like, "Oh," But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess some casting directors just like, kind of like to keep their space, and, and that's totally fine. Well, I, I, no, I, I, and I, I, I hear that, too. I, but I think that what you said also about get over the last edition and, and get on with it, you know, if, if anything, you may not get feedback from the people involved, but take it as feedback. If you didn't book it, you may not have booked it for a variety of reasons. And, yeah. and get it over, and just and, yeah. right, and be professional, and move forward. You know, it's it's that the the water has gone over the dam. You know, the milk has spilled. It's just it's done, and now and and prepare for the next one. I think though that what happens with actors is that you know some are lucky. They they're out on interviews numerous times during the week, and other people are out once a week or once a right. month or half once in half a year. You know, I mean, there's there's a variety of how often people. I mean, a, 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 a lot of different ways people um, have opportunities to to audition, and some more than others. And 
I think that I can speak for myself too as a young actor. It was always, you know, this this is this is what's going to allow me to eat. You know, if I book this job, right. this is the difference yeah. between being a superstar and being a nobody, or this is going to get me, you know, further ahead. And with all that clutter in the mind exactly. when you go into an interview, you can't remember their names when you meet people. You don't know what half the instructions were because, right. and and I You're believe that you on all one thing, yeah, exactly. And you see that look of hunger too. You know what oh I mean? Oh my god, it, yeah. You don't see the, you know, they're not able to give the talent. Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, the talent there's, right, there's like two two different kinds of hunger. The hunger of like wanting to work and the hunger of being hungry, you know. And, <laughs> right. And, um, and you just have to be careful with that because that's what I'm saying in the look of the eyes is the confidence of the, the calmness of understanding when the director's talking to you, getting it, you know. Um, a lot of, yeah, it's, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's definitely, it, it's a, it's a calm feeling when you walk into the, to the room and that's what we look for. That's a good point. That's a good point. I always tell people now, I mean, after the fact, you know, is that, that, you know, one, and, and you have so much in, in these interviews too, but I mean, it's a professional thing. And so you be professional and they will be in the casting director professional, and and you make the casting director look good, and they can help you look good. You know, it's but but the, I always think of it as is you need to do the. I mean, the actor needs to add value first. If they can come in and they're filled with presence, and they come in and they're calm, if they come in and they have some kind of people skill, they can set people at ease. They're going to be further. They're going to get further faster than if they come in and they're nervous and they're anxious and they're hungry, right. you know, and, and, and they're they, not prepared and yeah, right. all that other stuff goes along with it. It's a, it's a job interview. It's, you know, if you go to a bank and, you know, um, get, want to get a job at a bank, you're going to be professional. You're going to have a resume. You're going to be ready to answer questions and, you know, want that job. It's the same thing, you know? And that's excellent. I mean, an excellent analogy in that, you know, for the actor, they want the job and they want the paycheck, but for the company, they want somebody who can do the exactly. part or in the bank do the job, exactly. you know, and that's what they're looking at is, you know, how long, how are you going to get along with others and, and are you going to be able to do the job? And because and you think so doesn't mean, you know, because the actor thinks so doesn't mean that anyone else will think so because I could, you know, I could believe I could do you know, on the waterfront and replace Marlon Brando, but that doesn't mean that I could. I think you could, Rex. I don't know, but I think you could. <laughs> well, I appreciate that confidence. One of these days, I'll, 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 I'll uh, maybe have the opportunity to prove you right or wrong. I'd love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I have someone in the chat room. Michelle Soifers has wants you to know that she says Danielle rocks. Oh, that's very sweet. Thank you, Michelle Soifer. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's another question, and that is, is there really any way to prepare for a callback? In other words, are there recommendations that you have? Well, um, for a commercial, um, you you went in once, you did your thing, they liked what you did. Um, unless there's dialogue, no, because you know the you know we do the the preliminary audition. And uh, the director might have a completely different idea once he gets in there and he sees all the, the tapes and, and maybe something works and something doesn't in the prelim, preliminary auditions. So he might want to change it around and talk to the clients about it. So just be prepared for change, you know. And that goes with uh, taking improv classes and, you know, kind of thinking on your toes. 
and listening to the director and, and, and taking the adjustments. That's really, really important. There's a lot of actors who, you know, or you give them adjustments and they're like, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. And then they do the exact same thing. You know, so just uh-huh. listen and um, and take the adjustment from the director. So when the director, some, now some directors are really good at giving adjustments. You know, some right. say, I want you on this line to do this this way, and it's, mm-hmm. maybe it's like a line reading, or they say, you know, uh, you're, you know, you have a conflict at this point, or you, you whatever. But they're able to articulate it so that you got it. Another person just says, I want more. Right. I, you know, give me something bigger. You know, and you go, okay, you know, whatever. But they don't define the parameters. Right. Uh, you encourage people to that's ask. To you. That's your job. Huh? Right. That's your job. That's thinking of, on your feet. And and um, when they say bigger, just you know, just listen to them. And if they want to take it, and then if it's too big. Then they'll say, okay, take it down just a notch. And then, you know, it's it's all adjusting. You know, it's like a machine. You just like, you know, you you, you screw in something here. It doesn't work. You, you know, it's just uh, it's it's how the director sees it at the time. If it's too big, he'll bring it down. If it's too down, he'll bring it up, you know. Do you ever encourage them to have a dialogue? Like, oh, could you tell me more or how specifically? Or, you know, were they were they asking the director for more input, or just listen and, and do your best to follow whatever you think they... Honestly, if you don't understand what he's saying, ask. I think it's really, really, really important to ask. You know, you're, you want this job. You want to understand what he's talking about. Sometimes, you know, he, he, he doesn't... He, he, they're not as clear. Sometimes a lot of directors are in their head, mm-hmm. and it doesn't come out the way that uh, they, they try to explain it and you don't understand it. Just, you know, just a few words. You don't have to have a whole conversation about it. Just say, do you mean like this? And then he'll either say yes or no, and then you could adjust it together, which is important. Excellent. Excellent. And um, do you ever advise it? Should an actor ever go, yeah, i got an idea how this could be played? And, and no. <laughs> I want to stop you right there. No, because the not only is the director and the producer and the clients are there, but also the writer of the commercial is there. Uh-huh. So it's like a script. You know, when a writer writes a script, you don't want the actor to like, I, I don't like the that sentence. I'm going to change it. And you're like, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Those are my words. So it's, it's specific. Um, and, you know, the writer really is, you know, gives a lot of uh, attention to that. Well, it should kind of be said that the clients are the ones who are paying the director and the producer and the casting director. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so you don't ever want to alienate anyone in that food exactly, chain. Exactly, yeah. And you, you have to remember, the clients and the director have a multitude of conversations before I even audition people. Mm-hmm. So they've been talking for like two or three days about how they want to do this, you know, and then they talk to me about it. So we know, I know what they want, they know what they want, and that's my job to, you know, bring them that. So for you to change, I mean, a word here and a word there um, is fine, you know, but try to keep it on the line as possible. Keep the me- keep the meaning intact and, and say it the way it was exactly, written. Exactly. Yeah. Are the clients typically the some someone from the company or the art directors of commercial houses or um, what? They are uh, the advertising company. Mm-hmm. So the, the there's there's another client on top of them which is 
you know, let's say if you're doing a KFC. The customer. The, the KFC, ha, you know, works with the advertising right. company, and the creators come up with the idea. They bring it to KFC. KFC says, we love it. Let's do it. And then they hire the director and the production company, and then they hire me. And then I hired them, the actors. And so now our audience has the pecking order. Yes. <laughs> I know. I think when actors come in, they're like, you know, they, they don't know what the process, there's so much process before we, I actually get the job. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Now, I, I get another question from the uh, chat room that I want to ask you. Um, and this tip, I know what this person is asking because I've heard it a lot in Hollywood myself. And the reason being is it's easier to have energy and tone it down than to be draggy and try and bring it up. But she said, I heard an actor say, always go really big and let them bring you down. I don't agree with that. What do you no. think? Like too much. No, 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 no. No. Commercials these days are like little films. They used to be like, you know, by tide. You know, it used to be big. Mm-hmm. But now it's a lot of uh, directors or film directors, like, you know, as Martin Scorsese does the MasterCard, and, you know, there's a lot of... I have a director, his name is Aaron Ruel, and he uh, was in Napoleon Dynamite. Mm -hmm. Uh, He played Napoleon's brother, who was hysterical. He's he's my director. And Uh so they've worked... And he directs films as well, you know. Uh And um, so they don't want to see the overcompensated for, for... you know, for anything. They they want to see you, the natural person, um, selling, you know, representing the product. You know, it's 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 like real people. We get a lot of these, like, get we want real people, you know. Um, and what real people are, I, I, still, I still don't know. But um, they, that that's what they kind of go for. They, they go for more natural, never, never go big, because you'll blow us out of the water. Oh, good advice, good advice. I want to ask you about training, too, because we were talking about training, and, and if an actor doesn't have credits, they should list their training. We're talking mostly professional training, not the stuff they did in high school or college. But mm-hmm. how, how, what um, should they continually take classes, I guess, is a, is a question. Should they always be training if they're not working? I mean, I, you know, I, I hear that Sean Penn still takes classes. You know, I mean, what's enough? Right. You know, hey, I, I got the acting thing. You know, I mean, what's enough? I think there's a process that you, you you go through, and sometimes you might want to take a break, and I understand that completely. But there's also, like, improv classes. There's a lot of different workshops that, you know, give you different uh, tools to work with. And I would say, you know, take a couple of classes here and there. I think it's it's always important to, you know, it just keeps you motivated. It keeps you in the in line, and I think it's important. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, we were talking with Eric Morris, who's an acting coach here, you know, and I, I studied with Eric years ago, uh, you know, and, and his viewpoint is, you know, this is your instrument. You keep it tuned and you keep exactly. it in in shape. And, and then there are people, like you said, about Sean Penn, you know, if, if it's a craft to you, if it's an art form, then, then you constantly um, – seek to improve it as opposed to saying I've arrived. I mean, you may have arrived career-wise, but you may, I think most actors constantly, the good actors, the ones who are dedicated to the craft, work to continually improve their performances um, right. as, as opposed and, yeah, to... I agree with that. And, and you know, it, uh, it keeps you in the moment and it keeps you, you know, also networking is just so important and, you know, being amongst your peers is is really important too, just to be involved with that. 
you know. Well, let me ask you that. That, that brings up something else. But let me tell you that Killebrew said uh, thank you. Tell Killebrew yeah. you're welcome. Oh, Killebrew. So is that Paula? Paula Killebrew? Must be. She didn't say her <laughs> name, but she said tell her. Killebrew said thanks. Oh. Uh, she did, she asked the question about the the big to go. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, she yeah. Wanted to say thank that, That's a great that, question for sure. She thought it was nuts, you know, and she she wanted to clear. Anyway, um, in networking networking opportunities in Los Angeles. Uh, it used to be, you know, you go to I don't know, is Joe Allen still around? But you go to Joe Allen, you go to these oh different. My, what say say that again? So was Joe Allen still around? Joe Allen. There used to be a bar on Third. Oh my God, on Third, yes. No, it's not. Yeah, but see, yeah, I mean, that was a place that we all used to go to. That's so funny. Yeah, that so, just brought I mean, back so many memories. I know, I did. You know, but I mean, it used to be there used to be these places that were like hotspot actor hangouts. You know, and uh, you would go and you would try and network and you try to be seen. Right. And, and um, I uh, you know, there's anything like that now. Um, no, I don't, I don't. I mean, no, I don't think so. That's pretty funny. Well, I mean, there's uh, the Ivy. You know, that's sure. always in there, but. Um. Yeah, you have to. I I don't think there's another Joe Allen, which is someone should make another Joe Allen. I think well, you know. used to go. You could go to our, You could go to Jerry's in the Valley. Jerry's Valley, yeah. Yeah, Jerry. But, and but ours. Uh, pardon me. And and also Nate Nails. That was a big place, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm but 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 in terms of networking, are there you know or you know we were encouraged to you know go to parties whenever you could and and be professional. Don't carry your scripts and your screenplays and your 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 all your information and hand them to people at parties because they don't want to hang on to anything. Right. But uh, you know, are there are there more? Uh, we, we were talking about this a earlier. I don't know if we were on air or off air, but the idea that um, you know, L.A. with the internet now, you know, somebody can say, "Hey, I'm at this event," and they can post where they are, you know, or by GPS. Right. You can almost be tagged where you're at. Mm-hmm. But but. Um, you know, there's LinkedIn and Facebook and all these different places. Uh, are there some thoughts about yeah how people network more? Are there or showcases that people should be engaged? You know, going to or workshops that they might attend. I mean, I, yeah, do you have I, any the, any the, suggestions for networking? Um, you know, I'm on Twitter. I have like 2,400 followers, and um, and there's a certain etiquette. I think in networking. I think that if you in, engage with, you know, because there's a lot of casting directors, there's a lot of directors. If you engage with them without pushing yourself, like, hey, look at my reel, or hey, any parts for me, or you know, it starts getting a, a annoying because you're also there to, you know, also of course I'm there to answer questions. Um, with actors, I, I I used to do this this thing every uh, night between nine and nine thirty, and actors could ask ask me anything they want anytime um, between those that that hour. But um, and, and I still do that. And whenever they want to ask me questions about an audition, I always give them that information and try to help them out. But there's some actors that are like, hey, make me a star, or hey, what, how do I get in to see you, or you know, hey, you know. That gets to be a, a little annoying um, if you engage with the casting directors or the directors and become human, you know what I mean, and and just talk and, and engage in the conversation with, with whatever is happening. I think that's more appealing to me 
than pushing yourself constantly because then I don't want to talk to you. You know what I mean? It's I'm, I'm not there just to serve you. I'm there to right. sort of engage with actors and get their personality and, and you know, some of them, can you look at my picture? Would you mind? And I'll, and I'll do that. You know, it just it's the approach that, that's important to me, I think, and I think to a lot of other people too. Just well, I, so much, you know. I always think of it as a first date. It, with, with, without any connotations implied. But, I mean, you don't go out with somebody generally and go, marry me. Mm-hmm. And if you meet a director, a casting director, a producer, you don't go, put me in your movie. You know, right. make me this, you know, it, it's like you're, it's it's too abrupt. And, and uh, when, when we were younger, you know, they used to say, well, Woody Allen would much rather talk about the clarinet or about baseball or some, you know, something exactly. than, than yeah. movies, you know. Exactly. Exactly, and and yeah, and that's kind of a, a a stop for me. You know, I just I I, I can't engage with that it, it, with that kind of kind of pushy um, atmosphere with 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 people who just want to you know push 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 and ask the same questions over and over and over again. After a while, I'm like, uh, you know. Yeah, it kind of like with dating. One of the best entries is not a line; it's just saying hi. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Hi. There are steps in dating. There what? There are steps in dating. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I think the same thing in making a connection in the business arena or in you know because so many people do lose sight of the fact that the motion picture industry, the commercial casting, is an industry. It's it's a business, and you got to treat it like a business. And if you were a banker and or a plumber or a, a chef, whatever job you might be, you know, when right. you meet people, you would, you would, you would meet them as people if you want to get ahead. So I mean, right. in, in, and in then any you, end- can, you can get their personality so much better that way mm-hmm. because you know the comebacks that they're funny and you know you want to engage with them, you know. Um, so it's just a much easier flow if you just sort of have a conversation and it's Absolutely. much better. That's what I think. Now, I promise you that I give a countdown, and I'm, I've been delinquent in giving the countdown, but we've got about four minutes left. What? <laughs> no, it's gone by, hasn't it? It has. That's yeah, it has gone by. And, uh, and you know, certainly I want to have you back at another time as well if you want to come back sometime in the I'd future. I'd love to. I'd love to do that. Uh, and, again, we'll let listeners know when that may be. Um, but because uh, I've certainly enjoyed this. But for now, um you know, I know you said that you were doing some workshops and things that that are they're not public consumption. But but in the next two, uh, three or four minutes or so, if you could just maybe catch us up with what you're doing, or or if you have any final advice for today's show that you wanted to dispense to our listeners, or I'm doing a workshop on Wednesday for the Actors Network. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Q and A uh, Wednesday night, and I'm doing another one at AIA. And I was also asked to do a children's one, which makes me a little nervous. Uh-huh. But uh, but I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> it's, I think, from like 7 to 14 or something. Uh-huh. So I think that that will be interesting to do. Um, and, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. I can't think of anything else right now. I don't have my schedule. But, yeah, I've been doing a lot of them, and I've been actually enjoying it and, and, and actually calling in people from the workshops. It's been really great. 
is that is that uh, I should ask. I mean, that, what you just said there, where you call in people from workshops. So that uh, another networking opportunity, they get to come and either talk yeah. or or if there's a hands-on. They yeah, get it's to good come. for me and it's good for them because I meet new actors. You know, some of them don't even have agents who are like out here from you know New York and have done Broadway and and they haven't you know. Um, uh, they haven't gotten an agent yet, and and they're amazing, and so to me it's a it's a find, you know, to to bring in those people. So it works for them, and it works for me, awesome. and that's what I mean about working as a team. You know, I mean, I find them, they find me, and it's a beautiful marriage. Well, that's very cool. Um, yeah. When oh oh, I know what I wanted to say on the callback thing. We were talking about before. We were talking about change. And uh, somebody's got to call back and said, you know, be be prepared for adjustments. But should they come back looking like they did when they were when they after their first time? Yes, and you know what? And for so long, I would like I would go. I wonder why they just wear the same thing. Well, this is why because I just figured it out after 20 years. What happens? And it just happened to me, and that's how I figured it out. We uh-huh. take Polaroids and pictures of them the first time. The producer brings those Polaroids back to us from their first audition. So when we, when at the end of the whole uh, audition and the, the audition time, it, it's all over, the director of the clients put all their pictures down and, you know, we start making a, a, um, a cast. Mm-hmm. One director, one woman came in and wore a different color top and, and, and he didn't know who she was. So um, he's like, oh, wait, this one, she's got a blue top and she came in with a, who is she? Which one is she? And we were like, had to kind of look back at the tape and show him that it was the same girl. So I think actually it does work. So you actors are are absolutely right about that. So go in the same way you did. Now what happens? Because sometimes in terms of you know the turnaround, they they they've been on the audition and now it may be a little while later before they actually perform. But let's say between the time that they got their first audition and the time they're being called back, they had a hair change. Uh-oh. You know, I mean, they're unavoidable. They're, they've got another part. World in stops. Um, huh? if, I said the world stops. Uh-huh. Um, if they've had a hair change, um, try not to. You know, uh, <laughs> if you came in with, you know, if a guy comes in with a beard, keeps a beard until, you know, we ask you to shave. Mm-hmm. You know, we we called you back for a reason, um, and it's the look, too. You know, but with, but let's say they have a part on something and it shoots between the time and now they've got a shaved head. Should they just call you up and go, Danielle, I've had Yeah, the agent head. usually calls up and says, you know, we had a she had to cut her hair. Is that going to be a problem? We usually call call you back, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. You know, it just depends on what we're looking for. If they want long hair and you had to cut your hair short for a part, um, you know, it, it just depends. But usually the agent calls us and lets us know that. Awesome. Well, you know what? We are out of time, um, but they can find you if they want on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, and on Twitter. So, um, and on Twitter, it's you want to give your it's it's Danielle Casting. So, Danielle, thanks so much for being here today. My Have pleasure. A fabulous day! You've given gold to the actors and listeners out there today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Happy Passover to a uh, shout-out to my Jewish friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Passover, happy Passover, happy Easter, happy who, uh, however many different ones there are. Exactly. There you go. But yes, well, thank absolutely. you so much, and thanks for having me back. Oh, you bet, Danielle. And we'll talk shortly. And uh, All right, everybody, thanks. 
again, that was uh, Daniel uh, Eskenazi. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening in and, and reading the blog and staying tuned. And please keep sharing this website and these interviews with all your friends and your contacts. Retweet about this interview today and all the interviews. Get the podcast from iTunes. Uh, put it up on your Facebook walls. Let others know uh, that these guests are talking and sharing vital information that uh, you can use to enhance your career and your ability to make your projects. You can become a member of the Rex Sykes Movie Beat Facebook group and fan page by clicking on the group link at my profile page or by searching it. Everybody have a fabulous day. Make your movies. Complete your projects. Until we meet the next time, I'll be back with Sam Oster later today. So come on back and join us. Until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.